0: Welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Wednesday, the nineteenth of February. My name is Ben, and joining me as always, it's Andrew. How you doing, mate?
1: I'm good, mate. Yourself?
0: I'm good as well. I'm feeling the lack of football. It's it just where this is the one of the uh, first world problems of the Premier League. Where where are all the games?
1: It's ridiculous. They were a of alliance too, and you have to forgive me because I can't remember where we responded. But someone put. Um, what 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 criticisms can you have about United uh, this season? Like, if we're nitpicking, and there were people saying, "Oh, maybe we don't score enough goals and whatever," and someone goes, "We just don't play." <laughs> <laughs> that's the only criticism <laughs> I've got. But then I thought, yeah, that's completely true. Yeah. yeah, that is the only criticism I've got this season. Is that it seems to be ages between games. Yeah,
0: I saw. I can't remember where I read this, but somebody was saying, you know, we were. The point I was making, though, that we were a little fortunate to win our last two home games, and I was sort of going, okay, Bournemouth, yeah, you, was a tight game. What was the home game before that? And then it, it was West Ham, but I, was, yeah. I, I
1: thought that was last year. <laughs> nah, I, I, when I look on YouTube, if you type Sheffield United, and I always like it in case I missed any content somewhere, and like the the first things like West Ham games, like, oh, that were ages ago. But it weren't. It were. It was. But it were like what three, or four games ago. Yeah, it
0: was. Uh, it was the last home game but one. Um, we are going to talk about the next home game on this, being of course uh, Brighton at home. But first, some I guess some random ramblings, I suppose, about the. Uh, mm. Well, mainly about the Premier League in general, I suppose, and how it how it pertains to the rest of United season. But yeah, it's winter break. I mean so the squad is in um the squad's in or has been in Dubai um holding falcons seems to be the uh <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just like, i don't know it's just a really crap i gotta say it's yeah. like a really crap office trip like oh let's let's go and uh, get some photos holding a bird of prey but uh it's, it's better than being uh i don't know pictured out on the lash or uh getting into trouble um maybe, yeah i don't know if uh, the choice of dubai as a venue uh had, had something to do with that i suppose um <laughs> But yeah, uh, warm weather training out there, obviously United, not the, uh, by far not the only team to be doing that, I guess. I mean, yeah, winter break, I mean, so we get, what is it, we get two weeks off, essentially. Um, yeah. Not every team's getting that. Uh, so I guess it's a bit like an international break, it's just, I don't know, I mean, Wilder was very clear that he would rather keep playing, certainly as mm-hmm. fans, I'd, I'd like, a, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm missing my football for sure, and we'll yeah. see if there's any sort of rustiness coming off it, but... You you probably wouldn't expect it to be, and I feel like I feel like we've nailed the international break. Who do this year? It feels like.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say that, that did worry me. That to be honest, that sort of because obviously our, our record after an international break. Um, I was thinking, you know, we we do come back rusty from that, so that could be an issue. But I don't think I, I don't think we've lost this year after an international break. And I think there's been two or three, and I don't think we've lost, have we, since we've come back? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, Arsenal... Southampton, actually.
0: Yeah, it might be Southampton, but then Arsenal was uh, home was after one, and Man United yeah. at home as well. Um, Both
1: Sundays so. though, so true. Is, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, you on my But this is not an international break, so hopefully they can still work on tactics and what have you. You know what I mean? And sort of the. Training and stuff. So,
0: well, that's it. It comes. It comes at quite a good time in terms of the transfer window. Obviously, closed uh, a yep. couple of weeks before, which means you know you've essentially got two weeks of integration, fitness work for new signings. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see some some benefit to that. Um Big non-Blades news of the week that uh, that does relate to us. Of course, uh, Manchester City could relate to (laughs) us. Well, it it absolutely does relate to us right now. um, But Manchester City uh, banned from European competition for the next two years, starting next season. Which theoretically means, uh, as it stands, the fifth place team uh, in the Premier League will get into the Champions League. That's if Man City finish in the top four, of course, which they absolutely will. I mean, does this mean we can start talking about Sheffield United in Europe next season? Are you, are you ready to have that conversation? I know we've danced think, around it a bit.
1: Yeah, I think I don't, I don't think there's any... any. My my only issue with this is when Tottenham beat Villa on Sunday, mm-hmm. I saw a few people tweet and a few people on forums and stuff say, oh, that's a real, you know, Tottenham's one on gutted about that. And if, I don't think we should get caught up in that. I really, really want us to realise that if we get into Europe, it still is a bit, it is a dream. Yeah. It is a, 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 it'll be a mental achievement even just to get in the Europa League, not not the Champions League. And I don't want it to be a huge disappointment if we finish tenth because finishing tenth is still amazing. Yeah. But yeah, by all means, dream and by all means go for it. Yeah, but if we lose to Brighton at the weekend, let's not s- start saying there goes our Champions League chances. <laughs> what a, you know, what a, what a waste that was. That's our one chance of getting in. Because it's it's really good to have something to aim for. I think because we, I think we're safe. I think I don't even think we'll need another point to be honest. And it's good to have something to aim for. So why not go for it? So I think yeah, you can talk about it. Just don't think this has to happen, or don't get sort of that. Don't don't believe. Don't get, don't let this dream become uh, an expectation.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said about finishing tenth. I mean. That would still be amazing. I'm sure there's some. Yeah. yeah I'm sure some people would be like, well, you know, it's a bit disappointing that we've been like fifth and 6th for so long. But ultimately, you finish tenth in the your first in the Premier League, where you're expected to finish bottom by every neutral observer. Basically, that's an unreal achievement. But yeah, I think it's. I mean, you know, obviously uh, fans have been singing about it for a few games now. But with the Man City news, it does become just that little bit more feasible, I guess, because there's yeah. you know there's now essentially a. An extra place up for grabs.
1: Um, I think it just. Although judging by City's statement today, <laughs> that's they're, they're not. They they really don't think anything's gonna go, gonna go wrong. To they? that's yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I I hate seeing
0: stuff like that where mm. teams be really like partisan about how they've been yeah. treated. Like I don't know. I just it doesn't sit right with me at all because obviously you know the fans of that team will take it as as gospel. It it reminded me and I said this to you um not to do the whole obsessed with our neighbors thing but it, it reminded me a lot of Wednesday's reaction. It's to a lot the,
1: yeah there's, there's a lot so are with the whole thing their the, their fans are saying exactly what Wednesday fans are saying as in bring it on we'll start our own league off if this carries on and you yeah. know we don't need the UEFA's you know, against us and we've done nothing wrong and I understand that I, I don't know what we'd be like as fans so I'm no. not going to criticize Wednesday and Man City for that outlook but it is very much a sort of it seems very few City fans or Wednesday fans for that matter are realizing why they're getting done. People aren't just picking on them. Yeah. They believe they broke a law. We'll we'll soon see if that obviously if that's the case or not.
0: Yeah, th- that's what doesn't sit right with me is this idea that it's uh, it's an us against them thing and it's it's like it's yeah. not. It's there are rules and you uh, have been judged to have broken those rules and whether that yeah. holds up on appeal or not is a different matter, but yeah, so um, yeah, in terms of the appeal, I mean, that's I, I haven't seen this confirmed anywhere, but that has to be decided this season, surely. You can't have a situation where, you know, let's say let's say Wolves finish fifth and they they're they're in the Champions League as far as they know, they you know go all in with with spending the Champions League money in the summer, and then they have yeah. the appeal. I don't know, in seven or eight months or something, and Man City get reinstated and they get booted down to the Europa League. So mm. I, I, I'm sure the appeal has to happen. This season, that has to be determined this season, it's not not fair on the rest of the league. I no,
1: and I've seen two sides of it, there were journalists on Talk Sport this morning talking about how, uh, the, in terms of UEFA and stuff, um, when it's gone to an arbitrary um, three-man judge, they've never actually lost apparently, I'm going from what this guy was saying, someone might say I'm wrong with that, but Chelsea had their ban um, halved, didn't they, He with a two-year mm-hmm. transfer ban and then he got it got halved to one, but I don't think they've ever actually lost outright a case mm-hmm. Uh, UEFA went down to like an arbitrary appeal, so I'd be interesting to see what happens. But then on the other hand, Gary Neville says that Man City thinks of he'll absolutely, you know, cruise that court case. Really? Oh, yes, he said, Yeah, he did say something he says something like UEFA are useless. <laughs> oh, okay. so, yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh from what I've been reading, you know, there's not like uh there doesn't seem to be a sort of uh hidden bit of evidence, a smoking gun if no. you like, this uh that's not been revealed and you know it sounds like City have um like willfully been unhelpful in the investigation and things like that, which yeah. obviously <clears throat> isn't gonna help their case either. Um Again
1: similar to Wednesday again that isn't it obviously. A little bit, yeah, yeah, exactly. The parallels that yeah sprung to mind. Um <laughs> they play each other in a couple of weeks and they, in the corrupt, <laughs> <laughs> the corrupt... The corrupt cup tie. Of yeah.
0: of time. The Nice. So, uh, yeah, Man City have... Uh, they've gone down in my estimation a bit this year, to be honest with all the... I mean, I was half expecting them to be blaming um, Besic for, uh, for somehow <laughs> his foul having a knock-on effect and ruining their season yeah, or yeah. something. But um, all the same, we should be cheering them on in the Cups uh, if we can't win the FA Cup ourselves because... Yeah. Uh, if they win the domestic cups, the Europa League spot will go to the next team down in the mm. Premier League table, not the losing finalists. So, uh, League Cup, for example, if Man City win the League Cup, Villa do not get a Europa League spot unless they somehow manage to finish 7th in the Premier League, which I guess yeah. is still technically possible. But, yeah, good luck with that one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if we can't win the FA Cup ourselves, then we should be cheering on Man City because, uh, yeah, that will mean an extra Europa League place, if you like. Um yeah, so it's it's in play. We're six at the moment. As you say, that Spurs result kind of bumped us down a little bit. But, um, yeah, just the fact that on, on Monday night, whenever it was, we've got Chelsea and Man U, and I'm going... Um, I'm thinking, now, do we want Chelsea win to win because it will help our Europa League chances, which is obviously more yeah. realistic? Or do we want Man United to win because it will help our Champions League chances, which is the bigger prize? And that's...
1: Yeah, it's totally a long way from it. Uh, mm. Just because I, I I don't know, I just don't see the Champions League being that realistic. Um, personally, yeah, people say I'm being negative and stuff. It's but a, long say, of a shot, isn't it? That's not a it's not a crazy. Statement. I just love the idea that you see it as negative if you're saying we might not get in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, personally for me, I think I'd have rather have Man United being four points in front of Man United um, rather mm. than them having a point behind us now. Man United is one of those weird sides who. Can lose to anyone in the league and also be the best sides.
0: Yeah, they're. they're I, I mean, I'm just looking at the top. Uh, I'll go with the top mm, top eight, let's say for now. I do. I think they're the worst one in there. I like uh, even with us, to be honest. Not in terms of the actual ability of their players, but just I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling no. about that team. Or well, as you say, you could lose and just play like crap against pretty much anyone, to be honest. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I think. Um, I mean, it just sets up. Such an exciting end to the season, potentially. You know, unless we like lose our next three or four games, in which case we'll, you know, just slide to the, uh, the, the dismal reaches of tenth or eleventh yeah. in the Premier League. Well,
1: the Wednesday fan was saying, all oh, the pressure's on United now because Manchester United have a uh, one to nine. Like, well, real pressure. You know, <laughs> might, might finish tenth. Whoa. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. But we've got we've got Chelsea to come to the lane. We've got Spurs to come to the lane. Wolves at Bramall Lane, Everton at Bramall Lane. Yeah. Uh, we got to Manu, obviously. And you know, if you, are uh, I don't know, if you're a pessimist or if you're a, a Wednesday fan hoping that we don't make the Champions League, which is still hilarious, Then you yeah. look at that and go, oh, the United have got a really tough run and they've got no chance. But I'm looking at it going, absolutely, bring that on. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Those games could it, be incredible occasions.
1: This is why I don't want people to get sort of too sort of hung up if Tottenham win or Chelsea win or whatever. For us to get in the Champions League, we're going to have to go on a run that we've, we've even not been on this season. We're probably going to have to win eight of the last 12, I think, something like that, yeah. possibly, to get in Champions League. Seven or eight of the last 12. And though seven or eight of those games, you know, a good chunk of them is going to come against the teams around us in that area. So yeah. this is why I don't think it's probably that realistic. But at the same time, it's a mate like you say, bring it on. Yeah. I'd rather have that than be playing... You know, mid table and thinking you know, I've got my new but it don't really matter, you know. So yeah, let's just let's have a go for it, but not make it a massive disappointment if it doesn't happen.
0: Yes, indeed. Right, we're gonna talk about the uh strength of the Premier League is the next thing I want to talk about. But uh before I do, very quick break to tell you about one of our sponsors. Is of course Beer Fifty Two. Beer fifty two are offering a free case of their handpicked beers to Blades Pod subscribers all you need to do is head to Beer52.com slash BladesPod, sign up and cover the $4.95 for postage. They will send you a case of eight free beers. And these aren't just any beers. Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer. They're on a mission to find the best beers out there and deliver it to their members each and every month. So if you're like me and you like to try something new when it comes to your beer... Beer52 is definitely for you. They don't hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost. Sign up today. Get your free case of craft beer. You get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. It's the word beer then the number's 52.com slash bladespod. Right, mate. Let's talk about this whole weakest Premier League for years nonsense that gets thrown about. And this isn't just a um, jealous championship Leeds and Wednesday fans thing is of course Stan Collymore as well and various other people yeah. saying that the Premier League's a, a, a disgrace this year and it's embarrassing and you know I see things like um, you know I see things like Spurs fans saying you know oh the fact that we're only what well, you know we've we, been now like what is it one point off a Champions League spot and we've been terrible yeah. all season shows what a weak league it is and stuff and it is true that the teams in fourth and fifth generally had more points in previous years but I would contest that's not a sign of overall strength of the league. I, I say it's quite the opposite, and you know, you know, I kind of talked about this separately, but <laughs> I think the fact that there are no truly bad teams this year has kind of like congested the league a little bit. You know, in pre- yeah. t- last year, for example, the three rele- relegated teams were terrible, um, and you know, it was it was almost embarrassing if you didn't get six points from them. So you know, every every yeah. team's points total inflated by like four to six points basically, and yeah. We just don't have that this year, and I think that's no, why, no, no. So that's I, why I you've
1: think, got... Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, I just think that you've got Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Man United, Liverpool, Man City, I think I've covered them all. Those six teams expect to win pretty much every week, aren't they? Like, yeah. the fan bases and the media are probably picking to win unless they're playing each other. That can't happen. That can't possibly happen every week. And I think it's different this year in the sense that, well, the past couple of years really, The the big club like we normally is like a Man Man United and an Arsenal or a, a Man United and a Chelsea, you know, two at the top, sort of going for it. Now we've got six like clubs who have all sort of been titled proper title challengers, seven including Leicester, proper title challenges in the past, all expecting to, to win, you know, to, to win the league or get in the Champions League and stuff. Just because they're not achieving what people expect them to achieve doesn't mean that the league itself is rubbish.
0: Yeah, I think it's a greater uh it's a greater parity between the best and the worst teams this year. I mean, all right, it's r- yeah. I still think right off Liverpool and Man City. I know Man City are 25 points behind Liverpool, but they're still yeah. the second best team in the league by a distance, I think. You know, yeah. it's only it's only one point at the moment, but they are clearly vastly better than Leicester. But
1: Liverpool team. are a truly outstanding Premier League side, like in in terms of the history of Premier League teams in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that if you if let's say Right, City have got their defensive frailties. Everyone knows about that. But in another year, Man City had win that league. I think this Man City team's as good as the one that won it above Liverpool last time, when Gerard slipped. <laughs> yes. I think that's a pretty that that Man City team that year didn't have a fantastic season. I, I ain't got the points or anything like that. But I don't think there's much difference between those two teams. It's just that this Liverpool team is just running away with it. Meanwhile, the three at the bottom can be absolutely anyone on the day, as Norwich showed when they yeah. beat City. The,
0: yeah, indeed. Um I mean it's you know there I guess the the sort of argument that it's a, a weaker league it, it does come from the fact that it's a sort of traditional powerhouses most of them are in transition aren't they? That's I mean, it. Man City, Man City yeah. uh, even without this Europa uh, excuse me European football ban it, it was kind of starting to unravel a little bit. You know there's been a few cracks appearing in in their I don't know, general demeanour, I suppose. You know, the, the the way that they've lost some games, but also the, the mm. squad building starting to look a bit suspect. You know, their defence has been yeah. shambles at times. Yeah. Spurs have obviously gone through earning manager. Chelsea are, uh, Chelsea are not that good, I don't think. What, is it, what was it, something like no. 13, 13 points from the last 12 games or something like that? I texted you that the other day. I can't remember exactly but, what it was. But is
1: it, is it a stronger league if those six teams or seven teams are 20 points clear of the team in eighth? Mm. Is that? A, I don't think that makes for a stronger league. It means the big, the big hitters are better. Yeah, it's I don't a think top that. Top heavy league. You, sorry.
0: It'd be a top heavy league,
1: wouldn't it? Which I What we're used to, I suppose. I think, think people then would be saying, "Oh, the gap is ridiculous. Look at the gap between that and the bottom. It's like 400 points or something." You know, and people were saying it's a rubbish league in that sense as well. I don't know what Collard was on about because he said that the Paul Lambert team that Villa went down with um, was better or as good as this Villa team now, and that is just complete... And he's a Villa fan, and that is nonsense. Don't even add up with the numbers or anything. It's yeah. just complete nonsense that he said that. The bottom half of the league is arguably as good as I can remember it as a, as a football fan. It's certainly a lot stronger than it was the last time we were in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, completely. And, yeah, you could, you know, you could go right down to
0: probably, yeah, 12th or 13th, or probably thinking, like, we have got an outside chance of finishing 7th, if that's what the uh, Europa League position is going to be and obviously I'm going to as a United fan I'm going to try and talk up the strength of the Premier League because I want to I want our achievements to mm. to, to look really good I suppose but I mean you know I looked to um I looked at where so we've got 39 points I, I looked at where that would have had us at this stage in previous years so yeah. last season so we're sixth now last year we would have been seventh the year before we would have been seventh the year before would have been ninth but a point behind eighth the year before eighth a point behind six because uh, two teams on the same and the year before, eighth. So, like a place better off, but still challenging for Europe with the amount of points that we've got. And um, yeah, it's just a, I think it's just the talent level of all the other teams is is much more even, and that does make for a more competitive league. I mean, it's it's, it's you know you look at Norwich, they they're almost certainly going to finish bottom. I think it yeah. will. I, I don't see. Any of those other teams down there, like collapsing to the extent that they'd have to to finish behind Norwich, I don't as, as good as I think they can be. I don't see them rallying. I guess to get yeah all that many points together, but
1: you know are gonna have to go on a roll now. obviously they've uh, they've not got on. Uh, you're gonna have to win more games than they've won all season in the last twelve.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at that now. So they've won
1: four all season. Yeah, they're gonna have to win nine or ten, aren't they?
0: Uh, maybe how many is six get them? Six get them another eighteen. Eh, win six, win half the games they get to thirty-six points. That might be enough to keep them up. I mean, that's the other thing. We did our uh, we, we've done this predictor thing today, haven't we? Or, yeah. over The last couple of days where we, we've uh basically filled in the results for the rest of the season, and uh, yeah, I've I've got Palace getting relegated, weirdly, which has surprised
1: me. Um, I've got Newcastle fall bottom. They're, they're currently in thirteen, so <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> they really are. The best um, they played actually, wasn't it, on Sunday? The best I've seen them playing they lost four nil.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That says it all about about Newcastle. But they as I said to you earlier, they are playing Liverpool at home on the last game of the season and mm-hmm. you just know that they're gonna need like three points to guarantee safety and they'll just some, somehow grind <laughs> yeah. out a totally yeah. undeserved one 0 win. Um but yeah, I, I thought just to illustrate illustrate our point, I suppose. I mean, if we just go through the relegation the the legit relegation candidates, um yeah. I think there's there are players on each team that would waltz into most teams in the Premier League, and certainly I would be looking at as a United fan going, yeah. I would, I'd love to have him in our squad. And I don't think you can say that at all about the teams that went down last year, Fulham, Cardiff, and um, uh, uh, Huddersfield. No, uh, Huddersfield no. Was so forgettable, like
1: just such a really, really poor team. I mean, the only one I'd take from Huddersfield and he, uh, was uh, the guy at Brighton got, Milway. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the only one that I like as a player from that Huddersfield team. I want to take a single-carded player. Mitrovic is obviously really, really good. I I don't know. know, Yeah, I'd have him. Of course I'd have him, but... I think that's it. And I think if you look at these three teams going to go down this year, let's say the, the bottom three who are West Ham, Watford and Norwich at the moment, I'd probably take like half the team of each of them.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we just we just run through them. I mean, Norwich, uh, Buendia, absolutely. I'd, I'd yeah. love to have Buendia playing for United. Camp, Cantwell looks like he's destined for uh, pretty big things. The mm. uh, the fullback, Aarons as well. Yeah. Pookie's an interesting one. Just a very quick sidebar here. Where, what league do you think he's playing in next season? Do you think it'll be a, a, I, a big five? I league think will
1: be. I think he'll be in the be, Championship. I in the I personally, I, I don't know. The only thing, the only people who take a punt on him are teams who are coming up or teams like ourselves who are sort of renowned for taking those. I mean, I don't know how much he costs. He's obviously—is he thirty now?
0: Is I'm not sure. He's thirty? Yeah, but he, he will be within the next 12 months it's 29 months. if anyone takes
1: a punt on him it's going to be a bottom half team I, I don't know I don't know I could. to be fair I could easily see him ending up at a, a Brighton and a Palace or something but I think the teams who are going to take a punt on him are either going to be teams like ourselves who think they can get something out of him who can't afford the bigger names or it's going to be someone who's maybe a little bit desperate Palace or someone like that who hmm. you know might miss out on a few targets I don't think it's going to be anyone's first choice target put it that way
0: yeah, my, my hunch is he still play for Norwich next season. Yeah, that's what I go for. Um, I mean, from his point of view, you know, it's 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 by far the most successful spell of his career. He's obviously idolised, well loved there. Norwich are going to be really well placed to uh, to come straight back up next season. No, no, no guarantee that will happen, of course. But yeah, um, yeah, I I think he'll stay. I think at his age, as you say, it'll be thirty before the end of March. So would you have him United? If we signed him, would you be happy with that? I'm gonna say no because I think we'd have to pay a lot of money for him, and I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't. I mean, he's gonna cost at least ten, fifteen million out of thought. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought, um, yeah and i would be pretty uh, there's no resale on that as well you know you've got a couple of years aren't you out of him Probably, probably and that's about it yeah i think where where
0: we are or where we're trying to get to i don't think we can afford to risk 10 million plus on someone who's yeah as you say is going to have no resale value i'm sure it'd be great for us for a couple of seasons at least but Mm -hmm. yeah not not for me so that that, you know that's that one i still uh as i say norwich plenty of players i definitely have watford um uh, what's his name? Delafee was fantastic. I think Deanny, you know, we've talked about Deanny as well. Yeah. He's uh, he's also thirty or thereabouts, but still very, very good player. West Ham I prefer
1: Deanny to Pookie personally, just because I think Deanny can give you more as an all round player. Um and I think I think he'd do well in our system as well, actually, Deaner.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um West Ham, you know, Felipe Anderson, Declan Rice, obviously I know he's <laughs> a little bit ninety million pounds worth of Declan Rice. Um I mean this is prefer- a funny thing. It's it's very, very likely that um uh, a couple of people in this summer's England squad will have been relegated to the Championship yeah. um, just before, because I would imagine Grealish has probably got a shot. Obviously, Tyrone Mings is um, the <sighs> man in possession, as it were. Um, Declan Rice is like the next, the next big thing for some reason in, uh, uh, in yeah, the field.
1: Yeah, don't because he's, I've been annoyed about this for a while now. These <laughs> like, sort of Declan Rice, Mings and stuff. I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm not saying they're going to get a uh, move to a bigger club. It's just ridiculous that they're so the leaking goals like nothing these teams West Ham and Villa and all this and O'Connell's I, I you know I won't be surprised if you don't get picked again I, I just it. It drives me insane that Mings is seen as some sort of—I'm not saying he's a bad defender. We've talked about this a lot of time. It feels like I've got a vendetta against him, but it's purely because <laughs> he plays in the same position, in yeah. my opinion, as someone who's much better than him. Yeah, I, I have got a vendetta against him. Also, <laughs> well I, I still
0: blame him for starting the uh, the three-all collapse at Villa Park last season. Yeah, still, yeah. that, I think that's the root of it, and then yeah, you've got the. Uh, in the England squad ahead of O'Connell. Still still rankles yeah. a bit. But yeah, Villa, I mean, Grealish definitely, uh, McGinn's class. Uh, I don't know if there's any other names from, from Villa that you the think seen. The thing
1: would... is with Villa is uh, they, there's such a disparity between Grealish and when McGinn's not playing to the mm. next best player, I think. I think that's a, a real sort of drop off after Grealish. And I look at Villa and, uh, and I always think, oh, they'll do all right, Villa. I think they'll do all right. But when the team lineup came out against Tottenham, I thought, that's not great, actually. Hmm. Um, the yeah, drink water they, I don't know why they're persisting with drink water in, in midfield and they've got no I mean that Samanta is it Samanta whatever he's called Samata. Samatta the new striker he looks alright actually I thought he played quite well but other than that up front they've got absolutely nothing I think the likes of Trezeguet and Algarzi are in and out they can be good they can be pretty poor mm. Mm, no, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know I've got them to go down uh, to go down actually below my prediction league
0: Yeah, where did I have them? I think I'm quite just about safe, didn't I? Uh, Yeah, I think
1: it's going to be really tight at the bottom.
0: Yeah, although one thing to say is that we, uh, I think all of us, uh, both of us, sorry, um, had teams staying up on like 35, 36
1: points. So yeah, just the way the games shake out, as we've been saying for weeks, I suppose. um, I'll be amazed if we need any more. I think if we lost every game from now on, we'd still stay up. I would
0: agree with you. Yeah,
1: I think it will be around thirty-six to thirty-eight points. Will stay up, um, and and there will also
0: be so many teams that are on the same amount of points. Yeah, that, um, yeah. I, I really won't be shocked if a team stays up with thirty-five, thirty-six points. No, absolutely, no. to be honest. And I, it's, it's, go ahead, sorry.
1: So I have Newcastle staying up on thirty-eight on my my league, and I think i that's pretty. our pretty sort of, uh, what's the word? I was um quite lenient on the scores of the bottom teams as well if you know what I mean mm. I'm just picking them to lose every week and even that you know 38 points we've already got 39 so yeah
0: I, I thought I was pretty uh, pretty lenient on the teams at the bottom but I think I gave Palace like 5 points from their last 12 <laughs> games or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're not that good though I'm they sure are
1: there's, there's a couple of teams down there which is weird this is what they, where the quality of the league thing might come in again where you know, an Everton fan. I've seen an Everton fan say the same about. Um, oh, we've only won like what is it, two or three games in a row or something like mm-hmm. that. And all of a sudden, they're only like what is it, six, seven points of a Champions League place or something mm-hmm. like that. That's and right. I suppose like the, the teams at the bottom could say exactly the same. But you know, if they win a couple of games, they're right up there. But again, it, it's it's competitive.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be hard for a team to get like you know, fifteen, sixteen points. I think at the, in that yeah. lower lower third particularly. Mm. Um, and yeah, just because again because they play each other, so mm-hmm. yeah, interesting how it goes. But yeah, I would definitely make the case that the teams that are going to go down this year are significantly better than um, the ones that have gone down in recent years. There's, there's also a few like kind of upwardly mobile teams as well. You, know, you look at Norwich; they're not a they're not a stagnated disaster no, team. No, 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 kind, kind of like West Ham are, or Newcastle should be, I should say. But West Ham, in theory, have the quality to that should kind of you know alleviate that. The fact yeah, that you have David Moyes as manager. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not like teams that are is just. The thing, stagnated.
1: this you say, let's say West Ham, Villa, and Norwich go down, which is possibly the most popular bet, if you know what I mean, of the yeah. teams. They're, I mean, every every team who comes down to the Championship are favourites to go back up. But that's going to be they must, Those three are surely going to be huge favourites to go back up.
0: Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I don't, I don't know which one. I don't know which one would be, I, I, if I had to pick one to fare the worst, I don't know who I'd pick there because they all seem a pretty sure thing, I suppose. But then yeah. you and I uh, both
1: had Stoke City to win the championship. Yeah, that's not the two, that. Yeah. The last two seasons, <laughs> I think. So, uh, well, yeah. This year, I think, the teams who went down this year, Fulham, Cardiff and Huddersfield, uh, I think, I thought Cardiff would do all right because Warnock is that you know he's good in the in the championship. Mm -hmm. Thought would be all right with the players they got, but it wasn't like wow these are going to romp it. Whereas I do think Villa, West Ham, or Norwich say they went down; those three could you know feasibly romp that league next season.
0: Yeah, and I think particularly certainly with Norwich and Villa, you know they'll stick with their managers. I think, Um, and so they'll be in a in a good place whereas yeah Fulham I mean they've somehow managed to scrape third despite having Scott Parker as a manager
1: um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'd be running away with the league if they had a proper manager Cardiff, I really do believe that it yeah, every I every time I do. watch Fulham I think I might message you every time saying why don't they just get a real manager <laughs> stop handicapping yourselves with this terrible manager
0: yeah, yeah. just, just oh. get literally anyone else um, Cardiff are coming up on the rails a little bit I think they'll sneak into the playoffs actually um, yeah,
1: yeah that's an interesting one yeah they are, yeah. They are better under Harris obviously they have,
0: uh, I think there's only one team have lost uh, fewer games than them. Yes, indeed. Uh, only West Brom have lost fewer games <laughs> than Cardiff. So they're, uh, yeah, coming up on the rails, keeping an on that. I one. But say, anyway.
1: this is the other thing. The team's coming up from the Championship next season. Um, I don't think any of them, I mean, people have said this about us in Norwich, so this is ridiculous for me, but I don't think, oh, God, they're going to be a massive, you know, like, they're going to really go for it next year, like in the way that Wolves did. In, uh, oh, financially, you I mean? Yeah, I mean coming up, from, yeah, from this season, you know. If we're, I Let's mean, see, Leeds yeah. are obviously a, a huge shout if they come up and they spend a bit of money. Yeah, they could be a massive sort of presence in that league. But hmm. you know, you look at the playoffs and stuff. If Fulham, Fulham and Bristol City and yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, indeed. Yeah,
0: I think I I think if Leeds come up, they will be uh, they will be next season Sheffield United, I reckon, yeah. in terms of uh, taking the league by storm, if you like. But yeah, they're not a traditional big
1: spender. Uh, even West Brom, I don't
0: sort of fear really. No. I'd, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Especially when we take uh, Championship Superstar Callum Robinson back yeah, on loan. <laughs> <laughs> CR CR- yeah, CR7. CR47 now. He's leveled up
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> by dropping down a level. Right. Um, let's just before we talk about Brighton then, because uh, we can do that in a fair little bit of depth. Uh, let's give out our alternative man of the match or Alternative Man of the Week, I suppose, seeing as, uh, as we we don't we didn't have a match. Pesky winter
1: break. Uh, who do you want to nominate for this one? You've just mentioned him, Callum Robinson. Ah, go ahead. Because you know he's he's got a lot of criticism from our fans, including I mean people have said we've had a vendetta against him, and I think we've been quite That's fair true. on him. Um, but to go down to another, you know, to basically that loan to West Brom is basically saying to him. You've not been quite good enough this season. You know, go back to where you came from, you know, to the championship and <laughs> see what you can do. Um and he's done it and, he, and he's he's absolutely he's putting some fantastic performances in. Uh and he's he's their their fans love him and did the loan views obviously earlier in the week and they're the most positive loan views I've ever got for anyone. So I just think it's it must be hard for him in a mentality sense that he's basically been deemed not good enough this season to go straight back down to the championship and play unbelievably well.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm uh I'm glad you raised that actually. Um I, I've I've actually I've watched uh what, two of his games or three of his games. Um yeah, and, and obviously paid quite close attention to him particularly. Uh no surprise to me whatsoever that um he's absolutely flourishing playing in this kind of uh the the left hand side of a four three three, um where he can, you know, pick up the ball in space, dribble at the defenders you know he's creating. He obviously scored a nice, nice goal um, the other day against Forest. And he looks
1: faster. He looks so much faster when I've seen him, like for for West Brom, uh, which just goes to show, I imagine, the 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 speed of the Premiership as well.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, look, I think he's done well for us when we've been able to use him. You know, if you think of all his good moments, they've come. Generally, when we've had three strikers on the pitch, yeah. I remember you mentioning that a couple of weeks ago, but also when he, they've come from that outside, inside left sort of channel. You know, his, yeah. uh, his goal and his assist, if you want to call it that, against Chelsea, the equaliser he sets up against Manu. U. Um, yeah. He also looked really good against... You know, we went 4-3-3 against Arsenal, didn't we? And he was yeah. sort of co- causing a lot of problems there as well in his sort of brief, brief cameo off the bench there. So that doesn't surprise me at all. It's just... It's a funny one, isn't it? It's almost... It's almost like we made, I don't know, I want to resist this narrative that we made a mistake in signing him. However, I think we probably, well, my hunch is we went into the season thinking we will have to play in a bit more of a defensive way. We'll have to be a bit more 4-5-1, 4-3-3, you know, just just a one striker, out and out striker. And this is a guy who can kind of drift into space, help us on the counter attack. Basically, play a bit like we did against Man City away, where you've got like a couple of fast mm-hmm. plays, and you're just trying to hit teams on the break. And then, as the season kind of got into its sixth, seventh game, we suddenly realised, oh no, wait, we're we're good enough to be playing three-five-two, and <laughs> yeah. you know this way of. And playing. if we're going
1: to do that break thing, it's all about Moussa, isn't it? So
0: yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's, it's it's weird because obviously it was our record signing, and our well, both of us were really excited mm. about him pre-season, um, and and I still. I'm excited about him potentially playing for us in the future as well. He's still only... I think he's just turned 25, or he's about to turn 25.
1: 25,
0: so, yeah. Yeah, big, uh, a lot of a lot of time ahead of him. Um, well, this
1: so, is the thing, I think, where uh, it can only be good for us that he's playing well for West Brom as well. Because even yes. if you don't rate him, even if you're looking into this podcast now and saying, what they talk about is rubbish, well, don't matter, let him score, carry on with this work, because we're, we're going to get his money back on him uh, if Easy. he carries on uh, as this. So it's, it's, a, it's a no-lose situation, if you know what I mean. The worst-case scenario is he never plays for us again and we get his money back I can't see us accepting less for him now because of how he's performed for West Brom
0: yeah completely agree and he, you know he has played quite you know if you're putting together a little a little highlight reel of his appearances in the Premier League you know there are some <laughs> good moments in there he's, he's yeah. he scored he's created in the Premier League so yeah anyone who's thinking oh we'll do well to get like three million for him um, I don't think you've been Paying attention to transfer fees in the last no five years. No way, championship
1: ago. club. Even if it's one of the clubs coming down, even if it's a a, a Norwich or a West Ham or whoever coming down, it'd be an amazing signing for any of them people in the championship. They'll pay seven million for him.
0: Yeah, and we've uh, you know we we've we've kind of flipped players for uh, for profits in that. I mean, look, we made a profit on Ryan Leonard, a profit on Lee Evans. So yeah, yeah, who are uh, nowhere near the, the. Do you think calibre. he'll play for us
1: again?
0: Yeah, I think he'll be part of the squad next season. I reckon.
1: Yeah, think interesting. We'll... I'm not sure. I think we might sell him to be honest, but yeah, it is I
0: interesting. If, I guess if the offer's right. I mean, yeah, the danger from his point of view. Well, it's not really a danger because he'll get another club. But um, the danger is that we've outgrown him, like really quickly, basically, yeah. which
1: is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is
0: uh, not not a bad place to be in for us, obviously. But I don't know. I could just see us, you know, with uh, with Berger giving us the opportunity to play like um, you know two deep midfielders, if you like, with Norwood. If that means we have a a really, you know, once again, yeah. a completely different formation next season, which has players like Callum Robinson getting the best out of him, I suppose. And well,
1: uh, this is, I thing, I suppose a lot of it as well goes on how well the um, I'm going to call him the Chinese Dutchman that we signed, because so, Ricky, um, <laughs> is, uh, how well he does in these like last, you know, few games, uh, uh, the last twelve games. If he if he proves an impact, then possibly we don't need Robinson. So.
0: Yeah and then you you so yeah as you say you sort of go uh, right well you know 10 million for him West Brom and uh mm. good luck to him we'll we'll you know we'll we'll invest that elsewhere cuz we've got a, a much cheaper alternative who can yeah. perhaps do basically the same level of production so yeah it's a good shout mate i think that's a, that's a very good nomination for for man of the week for sure um I was going to nominate UEFA for just uh, just just spicing up the Europa <laughs> League place, Champions League place, just that little bit extra, and just you know the last I remember there was an there was an international break when I think the EFL announced the uh, the Wednesday point deduction thing, and we were like, that's great, that's just Did you just us afford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's given us something to talk about and like uh, livened up an otherwise dull few weeks, and UEFA have timed this one during the winter break as well, so uh, well, yeah, well
1: to be honest, I was going to uh, I was thinking like doing the old obsessed thing and giving it to Wednesday because that was a good Saturday when you're not going to (laughs) play it's great to see your main rivals lose 3-0 at home to a a rubbish side isn't it
0: (laughs) yeah no, it absolutely is, and then uh, some of the uh, some of the stuff coming out of football heaven. Uh, that know, is,
1: that is Praise Rumble amazing. on Saturday deserves an Emmy award because it were absolutely <laughs> incredible. I should have probably did that really the area up there Man <laughs> of the March. but honestly, the best sort of that. Normally, I listen to foot, Praise Rumble after. I will listen to like half an hour, wait for Wilder's interview, turn it off. I listen to the old show because show, it was just it was just brilliant. We had like conspiracy theorists and all sorts. who were amazing. Yeah, special shout out to
0: the guy who uh, basically said Wednesday should uh, swallow their pride. Get rid of Monk and get Wilder in. <laughs> I love uh, I love that attitude. That's that is a, a born winner attitude. That That's one, it, yeah, yeah. Aim
1: for the stars. That's what we be doing in the Champions League. If if we don't get in, it's that Wilder. Let's get Pep in.
0: <laughs> Love it. Um, but Callum Robinson, he deserves a bit of love. I think you know, you for a corrupt and terrible people. So uh, I don't, I don't want to give them this award. Yeah. So Callum Robinson, alternative man of the match this week. That award is brought to you by the Demblades Fanzine. Uh, Some information about the fanzine for you. Uh, They're getting creative this year. The first edition in 2020. Issues issue number five is coming out in March, just a few weeks' time. Uh, They're looking at the past and present when it comes to United. It will have two flippable front covers. Uh, You can basically bask in the glory of the current day's or go back in time and uh, flip the cover over and go into the previous decade and far beyond. It includes interviews with Michael Doyle, Neil Collins, Seth Bennett, and Peter Cacciauro. One of my <laughs> I don't know if I yeah. call my favourite players, but certainly a bit of a cult figure, I suppose. Um,
1: I, I remember the first season of Peter Cacciauro. Uh, I were a young, uh, but it, under our Kendall, and I think he's, I think he was our top scorer that year. Um, and then the year after, I don't think he scored at all. <laughs> he was... So uh, I just remember that penalty against uh, Coventry, Coventry in the yep. FA Cup where he blasted miles over the ball.
0: And then his face afterwards, it just blew out his cheeks. Like, almost yeah. like he couldn't believe he was still a footballer. Like, he, he just felt like he'd voided his status as a footballer. I don't think
1: I've ever seen anyone that shot of confidence. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> So why, I don't know why it's braver him to take it, but God knows why they let him. <laughs>
0: yeah, indeed. Where is he from? Belarus. Is he, is yeah, he Belarus, a,
1: yeah, Belarus international. They were quite it, exotic at the time because they were quite a new absolutely. country, weren't they?
0: That's true. Is he the only Belarusian to play for us? He must be,
1: surely. I'm sure we'll get told if not. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Tweet, tweet me. How Blaze Pod if I yeah. got that wrong, but uh, I'll have forgotten somebody. Somebody very obscure, I think. Um, anyway, the Denblades fanzine. You can pre-order issue five and subscribe for the whole of 2020, which I very much encourage you to do, over at Demblades.co.uk. Get on it. Right, mate. Football's coming back, finally, Jeez. this Saturday. Brighton at home. It's a sellout. Who'd have thought that? I, I mean, Brighton at home being sold out. that I mean, that just shows how far we've come, I suppose, and yeah. you know, how, how exciting the uh, the season has been. Um Obviously, the second time we played them this season. First time, uh, a one-nil win at the Amex with McBurney getting the only goal. Um, I remember that being a, a good away performance. Not, a, I don't think we were outstanding, but it felt like a you know a classic away win, if you like. Do you think the
1: same? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had two goals disallowed in that game. Obviously, uh, rightly so as well, to be fair. But it was mm. one of those sort of games where I thought we didn't play absolutely amazingly well on the ball, which has been like a bit of a Bit of a thing with us recently, actually. Um, mm. It wasn't that long ago we played him. It was only what seven or eight games ago, or something like
0: yeah, that. Yes, start of December, I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and that's sort of we've sort of played in that way. We've not been great in the ball, but defensively we've been pretty much untroubled. And that was another one of those games. I think a really comfortable one-nil win, to be honest.
0: Mm, yeah, I don't remember feeling in very much danger at all. I had a couple of long-range shots or something
1: like that. Um, the only time was... I thought we were both is when Didsey missed that up and that that was uh is, is that the that must have been
0: his worst miss of the season he did, he did
1: everything so. right he did really well won the ball back took the key prod I were up cheering and I was just stood up for about two minutes after going just in shock oh, what how is he is this a joke now is he doing it as like a
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he gets back in actually into the team this weekend or not
1: um I keep the but, same team personally. Yeah, I
0: think uh, I think yeah, I think both. Well, I mean, we've top before, McBurney should just start now. I think, yeah, full stop. But yeah, Sharp, uh, Sharp certainly did enough in uh, in the last game against Bournemouth. So the yeah, only thing I
1: think, they, they might think of is with uh, McGoldrick and Bernie as a, as a partnership is possibly mm. the best they've played with each other because they both started against Brighton last time. Yeah, and I thought McGoldrick in that game, other than the missing stuff, he were unbelievable. If you remember. Yes, yeah. No, yeah, he really,
0: really was, actually, which is why it was doubly frustrating. Yeah. I was
1: so, so sure he was going to score here around the keyboard. So it. I w I'll get mad because I'm watching Match of the Day after, and people on Twitter are all putting, um, oh, that McGoldrick is rubbish. How's he missed that? i think, yeah, if you'd have watched the game. <laughs> yeah,
0: indeed. <laughs> so maybe um, he'll go
1: back with McGoldrick. I personally play Sharp because I think he deserves it. But we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm quite easy, really, whether we play up front. On We've got Moosey as well, obviously, and the, and the new guys. he's Massive amount of options really up front, which we've not had for a bit. No, indeed.
0: Yeah, suddenly there's four strikers there, any of whom uh, I would be really, really happy to see start. Yeah. To be honest, so yeah. Uh, and then as you mentioned, yeah, Zivkovic uh, kind of
1: in the wings, I suppose. Um, and it's not no like I don't think I'm being harsh by saying earlier in the season when Moose and McGoldrick weren't playing, there was a massive drop off. I think when Sharp and McBurney came on. Yeah. I, I do think like we lost a lot and now those two are in pole position and you've got those two on the be uh and Moose on the bench. So credit to Sharp and McBurney for massively raising the game, I think, in the past like month or so. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Um Brighton's season so far, twenty seven points from twenty six games. <laughs> they are in a bit of trouble. They're one one win, I guess three points off the relegation zone. And obviously Graham Potter replaced uh Chris Houghton um in the summer. Uh and Side, well, particularly last season, Hewitt sides actually did quite well at the start of the season, then just catastrophic down the stretch. Whereas yeah. I guess they've been fairly consistent Brighton this season. Um, I mean, I'll talk about some of their, like, uh, trying to find a style, I suppose, in a moment. Yeah. But have, have, you, um, have you been uh, hovering on the Brighton Forum? I was, I was curious what their kind of expectations are for the, the rest Brighton of the season. The
1: Brighton Forum is absolutely hilarious because they've got, they don't have an on topic board. So they have an off-topic board, should I say. So the um, mm. you've got, like, will we stay up, followed by, what's the best way to have an endoscopy? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the next like, the next one down. And then there'll be something like, I'll run in. And then the next one will be, is Boris a good PM? You're like, why? Wow, this is just confusing. I want you just stick to something. But on their board, they're all sort of um, – I think there's def- they're definitely concerned. I think the general feeling is they're going to stay up. But it's mm. going to be really, really tight. I don't think any of them – have. Because they're doing the same prediction league as we we do, uh, we've been doing, um, and I don't think any of them's got them above like 39, 40 points. So mm. they realise it's going to be really really tight, but they think they might just have enough. I think they're still they're happy with the way they're playing. I think they're really good on the ball, but I don't think they're actually creating them any chances, like clear cut xg chances. Um, you would be able to tell me that better than you know better than their fans will probably, but that's yeah. the general feeling with them is they're really good to watch nice on the ball but not clinical yeah
0: i was going to say their underlying numbers they're not that different from ours and obviously we don't have a, a great attack in terms of the amount and qual- amount of chances we create they, they're slightly better attack uh, although a a worse defence on underlying numbers yeah. they kind of they play a very different way to us, obviously. They're, they're kind of a high-volume team in terms of, you know, they have lots of possession. I think they have the yeah. Yeah, fifth highest possession, um, average possession, I should say, in the Premier League, and the seventh most shots per game. But a lot of those are from bad areas, the sixth most shots outside the box. So they're kind yeah. of a, you know, dominate the ball, shoot on sight kind of team. And, you know, I, I think that's... A lot of fans, uh, if you just said that to a, 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 you know, pick any team and just, just say, basically you're going to watch a team that has the ball loads and shoots loads from everywhere you'd be like oh (laughs) give give me that that sounds amazing but you know they're averaging just over a point a game Uh, like I said 27 from 26 there they're still sort of fiddling about trying to find the style I think they've um, uh, understat very helpfully do a like minutes played in each formation thing and they've you know they spend uh, the majority 4-4-2 but then a large chunk playing 3-4-3 and 4-3-3 as well you know they're kind of kind of smacks of trying to find the right formation um more has obviously been displaced by uh glenn murray recently as well which is a yeah. i don't know that's a that's a funny one that because you know i know he's just signed a new contract murray but he is 35 i think you know he's like uh, is he 35 34 he's got it. he's getting there yeah it's 36 actually yeah um, i remember
1: just... when we came up and we we're saying he's billy sharp gonna be good enough and i sort of used glenn murray mm. as an example of an older player who's still doing well and yeah, it's. I mean, the the Maupay thing, you were on fire, weren't they, like the last time we played him? Yeah. We were like, all worried, thinking, well, oh, he's bound to score. You know, he's banging him in every week. We we tried to sign him, and he's just, I don't think he's, I mean, I'm going to, this is tempting fate, and, you know, you're going to play this back to me, aren't you, when we, <laughs> when he scores on Saturday. <laughs> but, you know, he's not scored since, is it before Christmas? Uh, might well be, yeah, before that game, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think, think he's scored since, since that run he went on. I don't think he's scored since he last played us anyway, so... I think when you're on about, like, taking loads of shots and from, not from good areas, I, I suppose that sort of fits into the narrative that they're not being that creative because mm. if they're not breaking teams down, you do sort of get uh, panicky, don't you? And sort yeah. of, like, shooting from, like, ridiculous angles and stuff. So that sort of fits into that narrative that they're good on the ball and but they've not really got that sort of killer pass, maybe, that uh, yeah. they'll tear teams apart. Uh, and they've still got Dan Byrne playing for them, are not they? Like, I think he played left-back, didn't he, last time, so
0: yeah he's he's had a really good season is he yeah. injured i'm sure Really, is he injured uh
1: no maybe not. Oh, Dan, no, Dan I think he, no yeah he is in fitness. actually yeah because oh. i did see when i was getting some views actually that they're all putting him in the team for no oh, okay. you should come up against us. they've no. actually only won two games away from home as well
0: all right well that was it i mean just uh just to quickly check off more pays he's kind of the classic thing i mean about high volume he's like a shoot on site kind of player you know not not Murray's a bit more of a poacher in he? but uh mm, yeah Morbays yeah. like just basically shoots every time he gets the ball and that's he has a, <laughs> yeah. a, a really high um XG Burnett almost uh it's 0.48 so you know it's, it's essentially it's kind of a goal every other game basically so yeah it won't be it won't be a shock at all if he does score um if he does play indeed in this game but yeah the, the wins thing you mentioned I mean yeah only six wins all season I mean only Watford and Norwich have won less than that mm. um yeah, it's a funny one. Potter's been, you know, really, really lauded for overhauling the style there because they were really dire under U and You know, they were a team that, they were a team that definitely benefited from how bad their bottom three were last season. I yeah. think any other season they probably would have gone down. So at least they're kind of developing something that looks a bit more sustainable, a bit more repeatable, if you like, something that yeah. uh, a process that should work. But at the same time, I mean. Well, I sent you this
1: earlier, but their running is not great. I mean, let, It does let's seem be... like this for a lot of things down there as well, to be fair. Villa and West Ham have got hard runnings as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, so I'll just quickly run through Brighton's just for those who are not aware. So obviously they play us, then they've got Palace at home, which is ostensibly a derby in it. That's a, that's a big rivalry game for them. Then they've got Wolves, Arsenal, Leicester, Man United, Norwich, you figure that's a win, Liverpool, City... Southampton, who are decent, and then you, they finish with Newcastle and Burnley. <sighs> Should be nine points there, I think at mm.
1: least. But mm. and, and
0: that will probably be, be off. But
1: There's one, I think they were good. Every time I've seen Brighton this season, they have looked good. Like, I saw mm. Chelsea. I thought they looked really good. Uh, Tottenham. I think with Tottenham, there was another game they played. I thought they looked good in that. But yeah, at the same Tottenham, time, yeah. I don't, Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if. I don't know. They, def- they definitely lack like that sort of potency up front, don't they? Yeah. And they this... I don't know about the clean sheets. Did you get, did you get the clean sheets? I don't seem to remember them keeping that many clean sheets neither. Uh, no, I'll try and pull that up while we are talking.
0: Um. Yeah, defence is not great as it was. It 38 conceded, so it's 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 okay. It's, it's a mid-table defence essentially. Yeah. Um. Obviously conceded 14 more than us. Have uh, we got the clean sheet stat here? There,
1: there. Yeah, they're down towards the bottom. 14th, mm, so they've got Actually, yeah, sort of like five a bit better shoots. than a 4. But I don't, like I say they're not a sort of team that seem to dig in in the same way that, uh, I, oh, dare I say, it, Newcastle do when they get their boring 0 0s. And even Palace, you know what I mean, who mm. come out and, and it's the low scoring 1 0 games and all that sort of stuff. But I think it'll be difficult. I think it'll be far more difficult than maybe the table suggests because I think out of all the sides at the bottom, they're arguably arguably play the best football, would you say?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it's will it, think I, they'll have they a lot of possession.
1: I don't want our fans to get frustrated by that because that's how they well, play.
0: This is the thing, though. I sort of feel they're quite a good matchup for us because this season we like teams that have the ball lots, and we like teams that shoot from bad areas because that's obviously yeah. obviously good. Uh, you know, because we're we're a smart team and we uh, we try and make people shoot from bad areas. So. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a. It's the kind of game that could play into our hands a little bit. I think the way that they play. Um, but yeah, it's obviously very, very winnable. Um, and then we'll, we'll see. We'll see where we are. I mean, uh, I think Chelsea play Spurs in the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, right?
1: Yeah. Right? So we could be if they draw, we go to fourth, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, it will be aren't it. Yeah, of course. Mm, only if we won by. Oh, oh, yeah. oh you know, I keep forgetting Tottenham won. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of blanked that out of my head, but they won, didn't they? We, on, we'll, um, we'd uh,
0: certainly be in a Champions League spot if we won the game, put it like that.
1: Oh, no, sorry, yes. that's what I mean, sorry, yeah. If, if Tottenham and Chelsea draw, they'll be on 42. 42- oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. We'd have to win... But, but like, if you oh, assume
0: that if you assume that fifth is the Champions League spot, which in Of is, course
1: yeah, I'm getting
0: so confused.
1: It's like it a <laughs> bloody,
0: bloody. Anyway, <Relegate> to... <laughs> <Man City. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, relegate Man City and I've done with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be good to be back at the lane. This uh, I'm really, I think there's just a, a really good vibe at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, it's a good vibe because we're having a fantastic season. But yeah, the the opportunity to just keep going, I guess, and you know every every win just putting pressure on those teams at the top is, and is, that's is it. hilarious
1: and that is it i don't want us to get sort of if we got one nil down i don't i mean we didn't against Bournemouth. in fairness i think there were a few moans and groans yeah. because we were playing absolutely appalling in that first 20 minutes but <laughs> just keep it positive because this is a it's going to be a really exciting end to the season even if we fall and even if we lose the next three games and stuff we've still got some massive games coming up. let's just you know what i mean let's enjoy it
0: yeah and uh, more games to sort of integrate Berger Sauce yep. all other new signings as well yeah it's going to be uh, it's going to be an exciting one and uh, yeah can't uh, can't wait to have football back and it's the, yeah
1: I was going to say we've, then we've got another two weeks without a game in the Premier League aren't we <laughs> oh because of the FA Cup is that right no, yeah, just, no it's the Villa game where it's got called off isn't it the Saturday after uh... Yeah. And then we play That's the Cup. and we get two games in four days. Is it five days? Whatever. So the break is
0: after the. have I got this right? Am
1: I getting mad?
0: Twenty second. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. For some reason, in my head, the Reading game was next week, but yeah, it's um it's a week after. Yeah,
1: it, yeah. so it's another two week break. So it's just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> but then two games in four days.
1: But then two so, games yeah. in four days. So yeah, we'll enjoy that. Good times. All right, mate.
0: Let's uh, let's leave it there then. Uh, good to catch up and talk about the Premier yeah. League generally in in lieu of United playing real football. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next
1: week. Anything you want to plug? No, I'll be back to the, I'd probably do the Brighton view. probably up on Friday morning, to be honest. Um, and if you want to check out the loan views that I did this week, it's quite interesting. To do. Wasn't weren't the most positive on the whole, to be completely honest. Um, there's some good, fun Google Translate stuff about Mark Duffy in there as well. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I saw Nathan Thomas getting rave reviews.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he often does. Um, he, I think he's a, one of those typical wingers who's either amazing or awful. Mm. Uh, I don't know if there's any in between with him, but I've, I always forget he's still there. It's only when I look like, right, we do need to get views from Oh, yeah, I forgot about Nathan Thomas. <laughs>
0: You must have had a a small heart attack when you looked at the amount of players that we have out on loan at the moment.
1: I did, I very much did. Um there's luckily I said this is awful. There was luckily three of them's injured. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have to I didn't have to do that. was like Regan Slater and Sam Graham. They've been out most of the season which I didn't realise to be honest. Uh, Slater's only played ten games this year and Graham. I think he's played seven. He's been out like since November, so oh. be interested to see what happens to those two next season because I imagine they're still yeah. under contract. And then Dewhurst went to Carlisle, and he's not started yet either. So, oh, is he not? Huh.
0: No, that's a funny one because eh? then we we've moved him from somewhere else. Didn't yeah, we? we're at oh. Barrow,
1: or at Gu- Geisler, sorry, we at Sorry, we're at Guysly. Guysly, yeah, Geisler, yeah. And, uh, and he's not played yet. And he's not played yet. So, yeah. And then <laughs> Ravel's played one, um, and we're on the bench for the other. And I think he's. He's done alright by the sounds of it. It's too early to judge. So It's quite interesting because a lot of the players we've got out on loan now are players who have sort of featured for us in the first team this time. You know, whereas before mm. all the youngsters, now we've got the likes of Duffy and um, uh, Callum Robinson and uh, go on the other guy I've just mentioned, Rabal Morrison, who he didn't play many but he played in the cup game. So, interesting to see how they get on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh sounds like old Norrington Davis is uh, progressing quite nicely yeah. as well. He's, he seems to be the... Uh, I'd say if you were power ranking the uh, youth prospects, he's probably the, the number one at the he minute. He definitely
1: so. seems so. He also plays centre half for a couple of games, which is interesting. On the left-hand side of a centre half, which is obviously an area you know, we play that way as well, don't we? We three centre halves, so yeah. Uh, so it'd be interesting. I mean, he's only small, but it'd be interesting to see. But then again, Stevens is not the biggest, and he does RK okay there, don't I? So
0: yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, if people want to read this for themselves rather than our version of it, where would they do so?
1: It's roysviewfrom.com, dot com or follow me at panchero on Twitter good man and we'll look forward to the pre-match view from Brighton later this week yeah but I'll not mention the endoscopy bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice yes yeah, probably probably save that for the, the post-match view I suppose yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice all right mate let's uh, let's wrap up there and we'll uh, we'll catch up after this game then thank you very much
1: cheers well thank you Thank you.